And welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Stephen Skolansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Skolansky. And this week, we're going to get caught in a storm of emotion. Lots of emotion. And a storm. And a storm. Both. There's storms and emotions. And storms of emotions in this episode. We're, we're going to get into it. I don't think this storm can actually exist if we think we know where The Simpsons live. Yes, that's true. We'll, we'll get into that in in a few minutes because there's a lot I have to say about that, but there's also some theories that might contradict that. So we'll yeah. definitely get into it. Um, I mean, this week, this week, I think this is the first uh, major storm to hit Springfield. Aside from that snowstorm in the, yeah, the plow fr- episode. Yeah, the freak snowstorm. And no, there is also the snowstorm that Bart prayed for. Sure. But I don't know if that one's as freaky as the, the Mr. Plow episode. No, because that, no, 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 that snow was like the end of the school year. It was like a test he had to pass to. I know, but it was crazy. It was crazy. That's but, crazy weather, But man. Barney almost died due to that snowstorm. Yeah, that's Homer's fault. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, we got we got a little eight, eight action going on this week. It's uh, season eight, episode eight, Hurricane Nettie, which, you know, it's apps. There's a hurricane, and then Ned goes crazy like a hurricane. He does go crazy like a hurricane. He's going to rock you like a hurricane. You know, I was <laughs> trying to think of that lyric for a second, and it just <laughs> blew my mind. You know what happened? It left your mind and entered mine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, air date, oddly enough, December 29th, 1996. So they skipped one week. For Christmas. For Christmas. But this is not a Christmas episode. It's no. not a New Year's episode. It's like the middle of fall or something. Well, hurricane season, if I remember correctly, for like the southern United States near the uh, Gulf of Mexico and Florida, I believe it's like August through October, right. I believe. Yep. So, yeah, it's like late fall. Yeah, it's a good thing we decided not to go uh, down to the Florida Keys for our vacation. Shay was thinking that, and I reminded her that I don't want to die in a hurricane. I, I don't want you to die in a hurricane either, because yes. then i got to do the, the podcast all by myself. Exactly. And no, nobody likes it. At that point, then I'm just talking to myself, <laughs> and then I'm just a crazy person talking about Simpsons. <laughs> so, and nobody yep. wants that. Yep. So, uh, our recap, a hurricane blows through town, destroying Ned Flanders' home, but leaving the Simpsons unscathed. That's that's a good recap. Yep. That's a good recap. Doesn't give everything away. All right, Disney Plus. You might be coming around. <laughs> Watch next next week's gonna be like, oh, this happened. It's like two minutes of the episode. Yep. Uh chalkboard gag? Uh none. Nope. Uh next week we'll no, two weeks from now we'll have one. The hurricane blew away the chalkboard gag. Uh, yes. And our couch gag, as always, is new because it's the beginning of the season. The family rushes in. A Venda couch vending machine is in the wall. <laughs> so it says Venda couch. And yep. it's like you stick a corner in, you hit the button, and the, the couch is supposed to fall. And Homer deposits a coin, and but the couch doesn't fall. Yep. It's like stuck. Like, you know, when you go to the vending machine, you get a bang on it because it gets stuck in the little spring. And uh, so he bangs on the wall, and the couch falls onto Homer. Yep. Now, I wonder if they had that installed after the couch was stolen that one time. Like, you know... 
just in case the couch ever gets stolen again, which clearly it was. They had to bend <laughs> a new couch. Yeah. So that was a good idea. It was a good idea they had that installed. Yeah. So before we start the episode, um, some fun facts about today's episode. We have Steve Young, the writer for The Late Show with David Letterman, was brought in as a freelance writer to help write this episode. Yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah. David Letterman. I think he was kind of just getting. Was he just getting going in? David Letterman in '96. Was he like around forever? He's. I think he's been around since the late '80s. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I mean, why not? I mean, David Letterman is a pretty funny show. So to have yeah. a have a writer come on, that was pretty cool. And the writers for this episode wanted to explore what made Flanders tick. Oh, like that's that was kind of the actually you were right uh david letterman now he wasn't just starting out but he was about three years into his show okay because he started in 93 he was on air for 22 years yep um so that's cool and then another you know another idea from george meyer um what also wanted to explore you know what happens when flanders faith gets tested so yeah very very much a flanders centric episode which is kind of cool yeah. We don't we don't normally get other townsfolk centric episodes. Yeah, you know this early on in the Simpsons. These later seasons here that we're in right now, we're starting to kind of explore the town of Springfield a little bit more. This this week though, this week though, it's all about the Flanders. And since we're on the topic of fun facts, I'm going to give you the most obvious fact of this episode. It is the last episode of 1996. Yay! <laughs> I mean, it's, it's January 20 or it's December 29th. Yep. Are they going to put one out on New Year's Eve on a Tuesday? Exactly. So uh, we could open up this episode with Homer taking a nap outside in his, uh, his nice old hammock. Yeah. He loves his hammock. Yeah. Spends a lot of time in his hammock. But what happens when the weather starts to change? He tries to take a sip of his uh, straw, his lemonade. I think it was lemonade. It was lemonade because, okay, hold on. Hold on. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. I know this. So the wind started pushing, starts pushing the straw away. Yeah. And Homer's mouth was like, okay, so you can't see me, obviously, but he's like, he's like, he's trying, trying to, to, he's trying to suck the straw. Yeah. And, and as the straw kind of turns around and gets hurt, it's like, <laughs> but I love the fact that his eyes are closed the entire time. Like, I don't know. I've never been in a, in a situation, I think, where my straw started floating away on me. No, no. But uh, I've also I've never had a hammock tied to a couple trees, which is like my lifelong dream to have a hammock tied to two trees. Uh, my buddy Ryan, his parents, when they had two trees in their backyard, they had a hammock. I know. He was a yeah. bastard. I wish but I had he a wasn't hammock. a bastard. Oh, uh, yes, he was. <laughs> I wanted that damn hammock. You uh, never went over to Ryan's. You're five years older than him. Did I? Ba- I babysat him. Oh, you did babysit yeah, him and his I knew sister. About, I knew about his hammock. That's Shut up. Fair. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. Sometimes. <laughs> so now we cut to now we cut to Lisa up in her room reading, and she notices it's getting windy. So she checks her barometer, which one does when it gets windy out. Yeah. See, I don't. I upstairs. So when we were up in Duluth, we were at this shop where I bought my drinking bird. You guys yeah. might have seen the post the post on uh, Facebook. Um, but we also bought this like weather predicting cloud thing. Like apparently, when air pressure changes yes. and it snows, like this thing. Yeah. Does whatever yeah like it, it no no readouts no numbers or anything this thing just physically the physics of it inside yeah. changes yes and 
we bought that and we could tell us the weather. I don't think it ever really works. I, I don't think I ever trust the damn thing. <laughs> but Lisa, Lisa actually has a real barometer yes. in her bedroom. If only we had a uh, a guest today. I know. Yeah, I try. Yeah. I try to get yeah. uh, a weatherman. I try to get us the uh, a meteorologist that I work with. Unfortunately, the timing and schedule did not work out. I will do my best to fill in because okay. uh, I, I I have worked with weather for the last fifteen years. Cool. So hopefully, I've uh, uh, learned through osmosis. Sure. <laughs> so we see the pressure in the atmosphere is dropping. Yep. So and she checks her high high was it hygrometer? I think it's high. I think it's a hygrometer. Hygrometer. Do you know what a hygrometer is? I didn't. I had to look it up. Cool. And it. Shows, I thought it was fake. <laughs> it sounds fake. And, okay, so it shows the humidity is over eighty percent. Yeah. So a hygrometer basically checks the humidity in the air. So like, obviously, if you have a higher, so think of the dew points when meteorologists talk about dew points. If they're like, oh, the dew points are the 40, obviously the air is going to be dry, it's going to okay. be crisp. When it's at 80, uh, you're, you're like swimming. You're swimming outside, you're swimming in the air. Because it's so, st- like usually once it gets above 65% for sure. a dew point, that's like, even at 70, 75 degrees, it's going to feel sticky, it's going to feel gross. Like, you just don't want to go outside. Today was kind of like that. It was a little... I don't know what the dew point today was. I don't think it was too bad. I mean, we were inside most of the day. Yeah, but when we stepped outside... When we stepped outside, I pro- if I had to guess, the humidity today was around 60 to 65. It was at that level where you're going to feel it. Sure. So 80, you would say, is definitely hurricane humidity. Uh, that uh, Hurricane humidity... Most likely. Now, here's the thing. Hurricanes develop over water first. Sure. And then move in. So that's a lot of water. So you're going to have a lot of moisture anyways. So, and like most of the time, you know when the hurricane is coming because it does develop out over the the land. That's why they like, you know, states like Florida, Louisiana, Alabama. So how come the Simpsons weren't warned? Uh, because their weather department on TV is non-existent. <laughs> they don't. They don't have a weather department. They like don't. Uh, family Guy. Yes, they don't have Ollie Williams. Yeah, they don't have. It's gonna hurricane. <laughs> um, what's so the weather out like, Ollie? It's a hurricane. hurricane. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Normally, you're gonna know that a hurricane's coming because they'll be like, "You need to evacuate," and most residents. Will I, have. I guess. I guess we'll get to it, but yeah. it was starting to get a little windy outside. Yeah. It wasn't like the hurricane was there. It was yeah. more just the starting of it. Yes. And the wind was increasing. Yes. It was getting up there. So Lisa checks her book. The How, Why, and Huh? <laughs> book of Weather. Yeah. I mean, what's the huh? The huh? Huh? All right. The what? The I think what? it's the what. Okay. So Lisa looks at chapter two titled, So Your Pressure Is Dropping. <laughs> and it tells her a hurricane is incoming. Yeah, basically it's like, a hurricane. It just has the word hurricane in the book. Now, okay, I think it's a good time to bring this up. So okay. Springfield, as we know, is on a lake. It's on a so like it's a not lot on an ocean. There's Lake Springfield. So okay, so hurricanes typically in the United States will happen in the southeastern part of the country. So Florida, Louisiana, so the Gulf of Mexico. They usually come off the uh, Atlantic Ocean, and usually they trend up towards New York, like New York and. Virginia usually get some remnants of a hurricane. 
most of the time those usually die out and they're not even category ones anymore. They're tropical storms at that point. But we can also get hurricanes um off the Pacific Ocean, but those only hit really Hawaii and Mexico. Yeah, because isn't if anything hits California, it's more gonna be a uh tsunami. So yeah, so um hurricanes mainly develop along the equator. Sure. So the Simpsons for this episode, if it's truly a hurricane, would have to be in a southern state. However, from all the information we have, they are in the western part of the United States. Yes. And they live on a lake. And hurricanes don't develop they, over lakes. That, and they also live near a desert. Yes. As we'll learn next week. Yes. So, like, okay. Nope, I'm sorry. To be clear. No, no. The we, desert... no we already know that because of the Ruth Powers episode. when they Right, 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 right. Okay. And they, they they even drive to Vegas. Yes. So they have to live somewhat near Vegas. So the Simpsons, the Simpsons moved to Florida. Like, clearly, like, the thing is, this episode would have worked just as well if they had done Tornado. Because Tornado Netty works just as well as Tornado like, Netty. Like, <laughs> like, it, like, I don't, why they decide, I'm assuming they decided Hurricane because so many Simpsons fans are trying to figure out where the Simpsons live. They're like, ooh, Hurricane, they'll throw them off. Like, look, yeah, that'll throw those. Like, we're literally discussing it right now. I want like, to know where the ocean is, according to the city of Springfield. It's in the middle of the city, and it's in. Well, and the thing is, they'd have to be near the equator. Well, yeah. So let's take that out of the. Let's, okay, let's just assume. Okay, maybe they are in the southern. Or is, wait, they don't live in America. They live in Australia. <laughs> So yeah, we're we're actually okay. Well, no, 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 that's not true because the ambulance oh, do say Springfield, USA. Yeah. So they are in the United States. Uh, maybe they live in Hawaii because I think there's some form of desert land in Hawaii. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'd have to ask my Hawaiian friend. Yeah. All right. Okay. So now that we've got that covered, <laughs> now Lisa screams at Homer to wake up. Yeah. And he eventually does. I don't know how he hasn't woken up yet. Yeah. So Lisa tells Homer that she thinks a hurricane is coming, and Homer tells her there is no record of a hurricane ever hitting Springfield. Yeah. Which we're like, all right, yeah. Homer's come to our senses. Yeah. They don't live where a hurricane could come. Yeah. But Homer says next, he's like, No, Lisa. Or sorry, Lisa, someone agrees, but points out that the records go back to 1978 because the Hall of Records was mysteriously blown away that year. But it could have been a tornado. It could have been a tornado. Yeah. So, like, I don't know why they just didn't go with a tornado. They could have went with a tornado, and this joke was still would have worked. It still would have worked. Plus, I, now, I don't remember if it's a myth or not with tornadoes. Like, we, get, I don't know how much Minnesota does. It gets tons of tornadoes. And Wisconsin does, too. Uh, is it a myth? Like, I, I was, in elementary school, I feel like we learned that tornadoes, like, skip over certain houses, like they not over houses, they tend to skip largely populated, not populated, but tall buildings and stuff. Yeah, okay. Like the way the wind hits skyscrapers yeah. and the way that yeah. it, it, like in Minnesota, so it's I would say the closest tornado that I've been closest to was when I worked out in Rogers, which is about a half hour away from the Twin Cities. Okay, with we got tornadoes out there. Oh yeah, that's I mean, all flat land. It's all farmland. Well, a lot of tornadoes. Actually, funny story. So, uh, my friend and I had gone to the Lining Kugels Brewery tour one year. It was a sunny day. It's great. We're driving back to Wausau. We're driving back to his parents' place in Wausau, Wisconsin, and 
We see dark clouds in front of us. We're, we're driving into a storm. We drove through hail. We drove through some high winds. We get back to his parents' place. It was sunny again. We later learned we drove through a tornado. But you would have died. No. You didn't see a funnel. You didn't see any... We, but the thing is, we didn't see it, but a tornado was confirmed to have touched down. It was only, it was an EF zero. Like it wasn't a strong tornado. Cause I think an EF zero is like winds of 80 to a hundred, if I remember correctly. So, and, so yes, we drove through a tornado, but it wasn't a dangerous one to us. Okay. Cool story, bro. All <laughs> right. So now we see Santa's little helper trying to, uh, walk in the wind and Homer asks, is it fire? Earthquake? Hippies? <laughs> I mean, was I Carmen, Carmen? Carmen would have blamed the hippies. Yeah. Uh, and then the dog gets blown away by the wind. <laughs> yeah. So by Santa's little helper? Where, yeah. where does he wind up? In a um, tree. Apparently. And so Homer comes to the conclusion that it was a hurricane. It says, somehow <laughs> the animals always know first. <laughs> Even though Lisa, Lisa, knew, Lisa first. knew first. But I get, why is it a tornado? Or know. not? Why is it a hurricane? <laughs> And, um, so the Simpsons are watching the news and we kind of cut into Ken Brockman. We're like, and the weather service has warned us to brace ourselves for the onslaught of Hurricane Barbara. Well, it must, so it's a women's time, women's name now. Um, and if you think naming a destructive storm after a woman is sexist, you obviously have never seen the gals grabbing for items at a clearance sale. Now that, 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 that's kind of sexist. Now, if you guys don't know, uh, hurricanes alternate men and women's women's names. So there there is a list of men and women's names used on a six-year rotation. And once they've used, so like once they've used a name, and if they use it for like, I think it was Hurricane Irene was a like really last last bad hurricane. I don't quite remember. They will never use that name again. So like bad ones, they won't use. Yeah. That. So if it's super bad, they're like, okay, this was a bad. We're 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 taking this one out of rotation. And they have supplemental names too. But here's the thing: it's not just hurricanes. The Fox station in Green Bay will name winter storms, which is dumb. <laughs> okay. Tor- uh, I think some severe weather storms, severe weather storms. Well, um, some severe weather in Wisconsin, the storms sometimes get named by that Fox station too. So I mean, it's only the Fox station that's doing it. But when it comes to like hurricanes for the national stuff, like, yeah, like all the local news stations use that name, but like some local stations will name local storms because so they think it's cool. But, but I, I, I don't think Ken Brockman quite understands how naming, how, how naming hurricanes no, work. No. Cause he's like, Oh, we're just going to call it hurricane Barbara. But that, like, that's just the name on rotation that year. Exactly. Cause it's like so what was it? Last year was a hurricane net uh, or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Basically, why hasn't there been a hurricane netty yet? Uh, Someone it, in the National Weather Service will should no. totally do that. Well, what what? So Ned would be a nickname, right? No, is it Ned? Name? No, Ned Flanders. That's his name. Not a nickname. Who do you know named Ned? Ned Flanders. No, who do you personally know? Ned Flanders. <laughs> Anyways. But I, I, I'm going to email the National Weather Desk and <laughs> say, do that. next fall, next fall, this upcoming fall, whatever the hurricane, when a hurricane happens. No, they already have names. 
I'm going to put one in their rotation. They're not going to take I want a Hurricane now, real Hurricane Nettie. Okay. So, um, Marge agrees with Kent about his, you know. Sexist comment. A sexist comment about gals grabbing items out of clearance sale. Um, but, but he shouldn't say it. No, absolutely not. That honestly would probably get you fired if you did say that. <laughs> like, I, 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 well, here's the thing. I don't think most people who watch the news understand that names are already picked out for storms. I don't think they know that. Oh, really? So, I mean, I, hurricanes have been around forever. I feel like at this point, news reporters do not know. underestimate the uh the aptitude of some viewers okay fair enough (laughs) um so yeah so i think that's kind of why they wrote it like that because even in the well in the mid 90s i don't know if it was really common knowledge that hurricanes were pre-named like i didn't know that when i was a kid i didn't learn that until i got into news so you know so lisa says they should go pick up some supplies as you should and the rest of the town has the same idea. But of course. Well, yeah, everyone's <laughs> going to do that. Yeah. So we cu- we go to the Quickie Mart, and Apu is on the roof with a shotgun and yes. telling the people, stay behind the flaming garbage cans. Yeah. So this scene um, where the Springfield mob, uh, the Quickie Mart, is actually based on the events of the 1992 Los Angeles riots. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, uh, he tells the crowd that he will be letting people in 70 people at a time. It didn't even look like there were 70 people there. It looked like there was, like, 50. Well, there's other stores in Springfield. There's yeah. the, the Mart. What was well, it? there's the, uh, mall. Well, what was the other giant store? The other, the other giant that store? That giant store, something Mart. I can't remember. They... Sprawl Mart? Sprawl Mart. That's right. Um, so... But I love how Kirk is in the crowd. He's like, oh, we should just beat up Apu and take his stuff. And Apu's like, "Uh, you should listen to that, man. Remain calm and everybody will have a chance to be gouged. Price gouged, that is. Yes. And so, like, now Kirk is all sad because everybody, like, agrees with Apu. They're like, oh, we're going to get gouged. Great. He's newly a divorced man. No one should listen to him. No. And so we see Sanjay opening up the store and the town just, you know, rushes into the store as you know like you'd see on a black friday well yes. old black friday is not so much anymore nope and so we see edna and lenny pick up hurricane chow formerly <laughs> cat chow they just crossed off the cat and wrote hurricane so apparently people are just gonna go eat a bunch of cat food i mean it's got protein right it's got vitamins and shit sure you know, hey you don't know how long it how long it's gonna take for them to restock with real food sure um, and so, uh, Kearney, I love this. Kearney is filling up a huge gas canister of Squishy. Is he going to pay for it? No! Okay. <laughs> so, so, so clearly... You think anybody's going to pay for any of that? I feel like they are, aren't they? Some of them might, but I mean, a lot of hey, them are... Hey, man, who has a shotgun? I feel like, uh, he'll take some heads off if, uh, if they're not paying. <laughs> oh, maybe. And so, uh, you know, Marge is looking at the empty shelves, and she's like, there's so little left. Creamed eels? Corn nog? Wanted beef? <laughs> Corn nog. That's great. <laughs> Gross. So Lisa's like, Mom, just grab whatever you can. The storm is making people crazy. And so then we see hands come out of a crowd and like feel up Lisa's head. And it's Mrs. Glick. 
and she thinks Lisa is a pineapple, and if she's the last one, and she's fresh. She's like, "Hey, I got the last pineapple!" And so she pick and she picks up Lisa to put her in the car, and Lisa's like, "I'm just a kid," and Mrs. Click is like, that's "Yeah, that's a pumpkin said." And the pumpkin is Ralph, and Ralph's like, "Hi, Lisa." We're gonna be in a pie. <laughs> so what did Ralph do? Ask Mrs. Click. Hey, how are you gonna cook me? Maybe I don't know. Um, so after all that shenanigans, we go to the we go to the old folks home where the National Guard is there to help the old folks into a bus so they can get them to safety. Yep. And but a- Abe is being a pain, and he doesn't want to leave. And one of the National Guardsmen is like, "Sir, for your own safety, we do advise you to evacuate." Grandpa's like, I ain't leaving. I was born in this nursing home, and I'll die in this nursing home. I don't think he was born no, there. No, he was born in his the farmhouse, yeah. yeah. Oh, the farmhouse, yeah, yeah, And the National Guardsman's like, is there any chance of you changing your mind? Grandpa's like, sure, let's go. Right? So clearly he's just a senile old man. Correct. Now, we go back to the Simpsons' house. They're, you know, fixing up their house to withstand the hurricane. I mean, really shittily, too. Really, really crabby. I love how Bart takes tape and, like, wraps the tape around Maggie's face to keep the pacifier in her mouth. Yep. I was like, man, like... Hey, you know know how bad Maggie starts crying when she loses that pacifier. The problem is she's gonna die if you do that. She can breathe through her nose. Well, she's a baby. She might forget. (laughs) Um, And so, Homer is nailing the back door to the house, but, like, to the house, not, like, why, why? Why is he even nailing it down? Why didn't he get some lumber and you know either side? You know, just couple one piece on top, the other piece on bottom, nail it in the house. Because <laughs> now the wind and everything can just get through the back door, right? Um, and so Ned walks by and he's like, "Oh, Homer, do you need help?" And Ned's like, "Oh, how about you guys just hunker in our bunker?" <laughs> and uh, we see that Ned has like he's got like this huge tarp over his house. Yep, he's tarped off a tree yep. and he's also tarped off a planter why not just bring the planter inside but he did a good job boarding up his windows maybe there that is. maybe that's why what happened happened why because he he did it so well and the wind had nowhere to go except for through the house like actually like no he boarded up everything i mean everything was boarded up it looked perfect <laughs> yeah and so uh that tells homer it'll be fun because they're going to go over their canceled checks and receipts and audit themselves. Well, we don't want to make sure we don't owe the government any money. Yeah. I mean, that's not a terrible idea. But yeah, I don't he, think owns a, he owns a business. Yeah. When you own a business, yeah. doing your taxes a little bit more But I don't, think, I don't think Homer would find that fun. No. It's not his business. It's not his taxes. Like I also want to say it's very sad that Ned no longer has his uh, fallout shelter. Remember when they had these Well, things? yeah. You know why the fallout shelter, like... Because the comet hit yeah. the the comet hit the shelter and it crumbled, <laughs> but it is kind of sad that that that, that was gone. They could have used that if it survived. Yeah. So Homer tells Ned, "Oh, I'm just going to be a third wheel." And Ned's like, "No." Ned's like, "No, you won't. Uh, we'd be happy as hens to have you." And Homer's like, "Hold on, hold on. I make it my business to be a third wheel." <laughs> now, does that mean that Marge and Bart and Lisa and Maggie they're not invited? Only Homer's invited? No, I think Ned was inviting the whole Simpsons over. So, but Homer thought it was only him. That's Homer's what I'm saying. Name. Like, why doesn't Homer think the whole family's invited? Like, well, so here's the thing. Some people, like, if, if you tell somebody, hey, we're going out, it's going to be fun, they might not think they're invited. 
but the like they don't realize the invitation is implied when you say hey we're all going out and that all includes that person some people need that personal invite otherwise they don't realize they're invited out so for Homer, he's like oh that's only talking to me i'm the only one invited maybe and so uh that tells Homer, oakley doakley oh i better go take down the manger scene if baby jesus got loose he could really do some damage how heavy is baby jesus well, gotta stay uh gotta stay planted but isn't baby Jesus is like what six inches long? Maybe it's, he's like he's, ceramic or something. Yeah, maybe. Why is there a manger scene out this early uh, for Christmas? Maybe Ned's one of those people who puts their Christmas decorations out in like July. Oh, okay, makes sense. Uh, so Lisa and March uh, get home from the Quickie Mart, and Homer's like, "All right, everybody, stand your grandpa drill. Everybody into the cellar." But isn't the cellar just the basement? It is just the basement. I didn't even know they had. Okay, next episode, next time we see the backyard, I want to see if they have those cellar doors yeah. to their basement. Because we've seen their basement before. There yeah. is no exit. No. Except the stairs. They go upstairs. Yeah. we got to keep an eye out for that. Yes. Um, and so the Simpsons, you know, go to their cellar. And then we get the hurricane. So it's like the Simpsons intro, but... Yep. The hurricane, which is kind of cool. But I love the fact that, like, the letters are just blown off the screen. Yep. It's fantastic. And then, so after that, uh, we see we see the streets of Springfield, and on one of the streets, a car is blown away. It is. Uh, hurricanes, hurricanes can get super windy. Like I love watching the news reports of uh, the people that have to report on the hurricane, and they're, like, in Florida, yeah. like, with a microphone, like, and the winds and everything about him, like that is that is the one thing I hate about. Lo- well, they a I think they do, but that is the one thing I will always hate about national news, local news. It's like, hey, don't go out in this dangerous storm while we go out in this dangerous <laughs> storm. Literally, so in 2018, we'll do the, the we'll do that for you. So in 2018, Green Bay, Wisconsin, and the surrounding area, we got hit with two feet of snow in the span of like 32 hours. And we sent reporters out in that, and they got stuck in parking lots. Yep. Like, what yeah. are we doing? We're uh, sending people into danger. That's what we do in this country. Yeah, clearly. So uh, we see at the Springfield prison, a prisoner is about to be electrocuted in the electric chair. Yay. When the roof is torn off. Ooh. <laughs> and the prisoner is taken away by the hurricane. Yay. Boy. The witnesses are, are disappointed. Boo! <laughs> and the prisoner flies into some electrical lines and gets electrocuted. Yay! Yay! I mean, that's one way to die. That <laughs> is one way to die. <laughs> well, they were going to electrocute him in the first place. I like how the guy was like, so long, suckers! <laughs> so, uh, we see the Simpsons sitting in the cellar. And yep. they, they have their Olmec head still. Yep. Well, that thing's stuck down there. Yeah. Until the next uh, yard sale. So, wait. They have the cellar doors. That's how they got the Olmec head down there. But, wait. how? But they got it in the living room. So, they yeah. take it out of the house, roll it around, and then through the cellar doors? I don't know how they got it in the living room. or out of the living room. Yeah. It magically appeared. It's magic. I don't, I don't understand Christmas magic. <laughs> so, uh, he also has this Santa suit from, I'm assuming, some enchanted, not some enchanted evening, uh, Oh, uh, Simpsons roasting on an open fire. Yeah, Simpsons roasting on an open fire. They still have the Simpsons co- costume. Santa costume. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Hope we're held on to 
it. Yeah. Um, and Marge suggests doing something to take their minds off the storm. And pulls out the Rubik's Cube. Isn't that just a singular person thing? No, I mean, I've seen people, groups of people, try to figure them out before. That seems like a terrible idea. Uh, do you think? Yeah. Uh, as I'll explain here in a second. It seems like a terrible idea. I'm just saying, it seems like a terrible I had a, I had a Rubik's Cube. You still do. Yeah. I you have the Nickelodeon. It it's, in, it's in your son's Well, the Nickelodeon, room. I had a real one. Oh, you had a real one. I had a real one. And then... Well, the, the Nickelodeon one you have is real. It's just bigger. Yeah. But... Um, I, I could never solve it. I scrambled it up. Tried, I could always, I could always solve one side. Yeah. I could never figure out how to do the whole thing. I, I just couldn't figure it out. I don't know. So I had a friend actually do it for me who knew how to do the Rubik's Cube. Yeah. And I was like, I'm never touching it again. It's, it's complete. And I could tell everyone that I finished it. But you did. You're a liar. Yep. I am. As long as no, as long as no one says here, prove it. <laughs> they don't know. Okay. So if anybody runs into Steve in the wild with a Rubik's Cube, scrambling it up and tell him to solve it. <laughs> and then take a video of him struggling because I want to see it. Okay, cool. Um, so, uh, Marge is working on to solve it, but everyone is trying to tell him, he's like, turn that forward ways. Use your main finger, finger on the top. My main, main finger? finger? <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. And Marge gets frustrated, clearly, because everyone's yelling at her. It's like, one at a time! One at a time! And Bart's like, all right, twist the the orange side, top side. And then he's like... <laughs> he's like, I don't remember why I put this in the basement in the first place. Yeah. Um, so then the lights start to flicker in the cellar. Hurricane! Hurricane's coming! And so outside, we see a gust of wind open up the door to the Springfield Harmonica store. And we we hear the harmonicas blowing in the wind. Yeah, it's a nice little ditty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the winds uh, shatter the glass on the old harpsichord shop. And then we get that <laughs> with piano, pianos. Yep. Why is it a is a harpsichord a type of piano? I thought it was just a harp. That's what I thought, but the the sound was clearly no. Pianos. I thought it was. I thought it was like uh, strings like clanging. It's uh, to me. It sounded like. Um, the pianos. No, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, okay. A harpsichord is a keyboard instrument in which strings are plucked rather than hit with a hammer, which is the mechanism for piano. So a harpsichord does look like a piano. That's what I'm saying. It sounded like just like chords, like crashing. That's fair. Uh, that's what it sounded like. Uh, so the storm starts to die down. Yeah. And Homer tells the family. It's all clear. And Lisa, you know, Lisa tries to stop over. It's like, but it could just be the eye of the hurricane, which is always like the calm yeah. before it picks up. And Homer tells Lisa to relax and says she can she, she can see how eerily calm it is. <laughs> eerily calm. Yep. And Homer says he told him it was over before noticing that the Bolarama is spinning in the air. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> hey. I never noticed that up there before. Um, and Homer realizes what's happening and tries to jump back in the cellar and then gets caught in the hurricane, which that actually looked like a tornado. Yeah. It like a, yeah, it was a spinning. Yeah, that's a tornado, that's, that's not, not a, a hurricane. Most hurricanes, you just... Really it's windy. It's windy. Well, it, it, it's super windy. Plus, it's a lot of water. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you could get a tornado inside a hurricane. 
I mean, anything's possible. I mean, you get sharks inside a hurricane. Well, don't forget. Inside a tornado. Well, but here's the thing. Don't forget, depending on the size of the hurricane, hurricanes and tornadoes are very similar in the fact that there's a lot of wind. And it is a circular motion. Sure. So, I'm no meteorologist. We could have had one on, but I didn't. Again, um, schedules didn't line up. But I feel like you could potentially get enough wind inside of a hurricane that it can whip up a tornado. Like you see, I mean, they're not tornado, they're not hull tornadoes, but you see tornadoes over water all the time. Yeah. So like, it's a possibility. All right. So, but uh, again, they should have just stuck with the goddamn tornado. Sure. They're like, oh, everything's calm. And then the tornado picks back up again. Yep. Because that happens. Yes, it does. And so uh, we, we get March up praying. Yeah. Ooh. They, they really don't, they really don't want to die. Correct. And well, so, to you? Yeah, I know. And Mars like, dear God, this is Marge Simpson. If you stop this hurricane and save our family, we will be forever grateful and recommend you to all your friends. Our friends? Yeah. You said your. Oh. All our friends. <laughs> yes, all of God's friends. I mean, no, doesn't everyone in Springfield go to the church? No. Except for Krusty and Apu. Apu. And Lisa. Well, eventually Lisa. Yeah. I mean, every, all, all of the Simpsons' friends go already go to church. <laughs> yes. So she's already recommended them. Yes. Okay. So Lisa tells Marge to stop, but then the sun shines into the cellar, and Lisa's like, oh, the hurricane's over. Yeah. Marge did it. Because Homer's like, God fell for it. Good job, Marge. <laughs> I feel like, the funny thing is, I feel like it, if anybody is going to pray to God to get the hurricane to stop, it would be Ned. Maybe it was over there praying. We don't know. That is true. Or praying that uh, everyone is alive after his house collapsed. Yeah. Um, and so the Simpsons walk outside to inspect the house, and they have no damage at all. None. But... Clearly, the hurricane is magic because it put the house back into order. Because Homer took off all the, the siding, oh, and yeah. all the doors, and the well, shutters. We don't know if he took out the siding. Okay, not the siding. I'm saying like the shutters yeah. and the door. Like he used those to hammer on the windows. Yeah. Nothing's covering it. The house looks immaculate. Like <laughs> nothing happened to it. Once again, I don't understand Christmas magic. Homer destroyed <laughs> the house to. Not destroy the house. Yeah. So, uh, but we cut over to Ned's house. Oh, sorry. Uh, Marge says, uh, it just goes to show that everything will work if you just have a little faith. But uh, we cut over to Ned's house. His little faith was uh, not so good. And his house is destroyed. Destroyed. Just gone. 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 Like, it's gone. There's nothing there. It's just rubble. It is. And uh, we see Ned starting to look for his family, and uh, Todd is in a chair reading a book. <laughs> He's like and, upside down. Yep. And uh, Maud was hiding in a bathtub. Hey, that's that's pretty smart. That's pretty smart. She jumped into the bathtub. Yeah. Um. If I remember correctly, if you are caught in a hurricane, I think it's similar to to a tornado. You want to be away from all window, like all windows. Windows. Yeah. You basically want to be on the lowest level of your house and just like in the middle. Yep. Um, and unfortunately for the Flanders, well, and unless they were, yeah, why weren't they in the basement? Well, I guess they probably would have been dead if they went in the basement. Yeah. Cause all the rubble piled oh, all on top yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, and so Maude thought she was headed to the eternal bliss of paradise. 
And then uh, Ty points out that Rod went through a tree. I'd like to point out Rod should be dead. <laughs> oh, my head hurts. <laughs> yeah, Rod, Rod's like, Rod, so Rod says he has a headache and that pulls him out of the tree. And that's like, his hair's all like, like flat. Yeah. And that's like, well, sir, everyone's alive. Guess, that, guess that's something to be thankful for. And Homer comes over and he's like, now that kind of attitude's not going to get your house back. Jesus Christ, Homer. And Marge is like, I'm sure your insurance will cover the house. And Maude Flanders is like, uh, well, no, Nettie doesn't believe in insurance. He considers it a form of gambling. Now, here's the thing. We both bought houses. You've bought a couple now. Don't you need insurance? Well, like it's not like it's not legal not to have it, but if you have a mortgage, you have to have it. So if Ned Ned there's no way they well, it is possible they own their own house. Yeah. That would be plausible. Plausible. But like insurance isn't gambling though. Yes it is. No, it's not. You pay in and then if something were to happen if. Yeah, but it's like but the thing is, you're okay, when it comes to gambling like you're putting money in expecting to get more money out with insurance you're putting money in in hopes in one day if something bad were to happen you get that money back if you never use that money you never get it back though some i think some insurance insurance companies do give it back if none that i've ever heard of and i've heard of all the major ones well plus well here's the thing if you stick with the same insurance if nothing bad happens fine but here's the thing you know how insurance works you get a group of people together and they all pool their money. So you might not need it, but somebody else might use it because their house was burned down or destroyed. Oh, by good. So my money gets to help someone else. Yeah. That's charity. Not... <laughs> no, because you're also paying the insurance company. Yes. But to Ned's point, he's like, I didn't think anything. I, I've got on my side. Yeah. What do I need insurance? That, that I think that's a more plausible dialogue of, <laughs> oh, nothing's bad ever going to happen to me. But that's the thing. Over the course of your lifetime, you could pay $20,000 in insurance. And that 20000 could have been used to pay off your student loans or so, something else. Or, well, okay, let's say, let's say instead of paying insurance and you pay off loans and then something bad happens, well, now you're back in debt. I'm not talking about something bad happening. But that's the whole point of insurance is to cover your ass if something does happen to you. Yes. Like, otherwise you're screwed and then you're in, you're probably going to be broke. Yeah. Well, like, look, look, Ned didn't have insurance. His house got hit by a hurricane. It should have been a tornado. Oh, they're going to get their house back. <laughs> sure. Well, <laughs> actually they do. Like, the next episode. Not exactly. Um, and so uh, Ned points out the only things to survive were the family tombstones. That's, That's good. good. He had them for his kids. That's a little weird. I don't know. I just, I mean, you know how expensive uh, like burial plots and headstones That's why you that? don't do burial plots. You just throw the body into the ground and let the, the ground reabsorb the nutrients. Yeah, that's not how the world works. But I've told you, I've told you, and I've said it on this podcast, I do not care what happens to my body when I'm dead. Fair do, do not spend more than like $500 to get rid of my body. But I'm just saying, normal people... Do uh, cemeteries. No, that's not normal. That's that's society saying this is something you need yes, to do. Normal people. So no. so they so Ned was just being proactive. Maybe it was cheap. Maybe he knew inflation was going to happen, 
So we bought all this shit ahead of time. Yeah, but then you still have to engrave the years on it. Yeah, but that's, that's going to be more money, and then you got to put buy no, a no, fucking when box. You buy, no, no, no. When you buy a plot and everything, you buy everything in advance. You buy it all in advance. Okay, you you would be lucky for one person to buy a buy a plot, a burial plot, to spend two thousand dollars. If you're lucky, I don't know. Ned must have got some money from his jobs. Who did Ned? He must have had the money. I don't know. I, I think. I, I think. Homer, uh, look, uh, Patty and Selma bought Homer's uh, headstone. Well, that's a diff. That they did it for. They did that for a different reason. <laughs> but they bought it ahead of time. <laughs> well, they did it because they're vindictive pens. Um, and so Homer tells Ned to call him if he needs anything. Yeah. And just walks away. Uh, I don't think he can call you, Homer. <laughs> I mean, you can knock on your door. Uh, and so now we go to the Church of Springfield, and the sign says, God welcomes his victims. Jesus. Well, hey, they, what, do you, what do you think? The, why do you think the insurance company calls stuff like that an act of God? Well, yeah. That's how it's literally written. I know. So I know. would an atheist say, I don't want insurance because of how it's written? No, they'd still, I mean... It's it, it it's it's a turn of phrase. It's more of a I turn of a phrase, is, but it's actually written in the policy. I know you look at any insurance policy, an act of God. You know, well, act of God literally translates to accident. That's basically what it's saying. Why they chose that phrase, I don't really care. I like I have act of God. How do they know it wasn't an act of Satan? Well. I mean, a hurricane destroying your house might be an act of Satan. I don't know. <laughs> well, for that, it could be. Yeah, exactly. Because he believes in God. So we see the Flanders are the only ones in church. They're the only ones in town affected by the hurricane. How is that even possible? Um, It's not. Again. It's a hurricane. Okay, yeah. Um, And so Ron and Todd uh, have got new clothes out of the donation bin. And Todd wears a butthole surfer shirt. However... They don't actually show the L and the E. No, because the uh, the censors only yeah. allowed the letters B U T T H O surfers to appear on screen, partially obscuring the band's offensive name. Come on! But it's an asshole surfer, sure. <laughs> you know, I bet had this episode aired now, oh, it would have been censored. Butthole on uh, Fox would have been more than okay. Yeah, um, and. Uh, uh, t- uh, Rod wears a shirt that says, I'm with stupid. Yeah, I was, I was stupid. No, mommy's stupid. stupid. <laughs> uh, but Ned is too depressed to care. And mine is like, oh, cheer up. Uh, maybe we can open up the left. Uh, she tells him we can open up the leftorium and we'll get back on our feet. Because everybody loves Ned and the leftorium. Yeah. And so then Ned and Maude randomly watch Kent on oh, the news. Apparently they have a TV at the church basement. Yeah. And Kent goes, uh, down here at Springfield Mall, a storm-addled crowd appears to have turned its rage on the Leftorium. Surprisingly, people are grabbing things with both hands, suggesting it's not just Southpaws in this rampaging mob. And I love the fact that while he's doing this, a guy interrupts Kent, and like he he, he mouths something to Kent, like asking where something was, because you hear Kent say, oh, try the back. Like... <laughs> I don't I don't think there would be looting though. If nobody else was affected, there wouldn't be looting. Typically looting would have happen during? Yeah, usually yeah. It usually happens it, it, or right before. Right before, never yeah. after. Because most people are too devastated 
by the destruction of a hurricane, except nobody in the town except for Ned was affected. Yeah. Um, and so uh, King goes back to his reporting, and he's like, and for all you bowlers out there, the Bowlerama has a new location, teetering over the Carter-Dixon Tunnel. Is that supposed to be like the Mason-Dixon line? I have no idea. Because... <laughs> I love that. That is so fantastic. <laughs> That's great. And so, you know. And that, you hear people bowling, too. Yeah. yeah. How do <laughs> they get up? <laughs> um, maybe they installed a gondola? Maybe. Yeah. Helicopter. Helicopter. So, Ned goes, how does anything even work up there, though? Because there's no electricity. It's on a, it's on a pointy thing. It's, and it's teetering. And it's teetering. I feel like the bowling pins would just fall all the time. Yeah. We hear people throwing strikes. You do. Um, so Ned, Ned goes to talk to Reverend Lovejoy, and he's like, Reverend Lovejoy, with all that's uh, happened to us today, uh, I I kind of feel like Joe. And Lovejoy he chuckles. He's like, well, aren't you being a tad melodramatic, uh, Ned? Uh, also, I believe Job was right-handed. So if you guys don't know the story of Job, basically God took everything away from yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Everything. And and not once did Job ever not believe in God yeah. or take away his beliefs at all. Yeah. That's kind of the yeah. short story. Yeah. And so uh, Ned's like, but Reverend, I need to know, is God punishing me? And Lovejoy's like, ooh, Short answer, yes, with an if. Long answer, no, with a but. Uh, if you need additional solace, by the way, I've got a copy of something or other by Art Linkletter in my office. Wasn't Art Linkletter, wasn't he a writer on the show? I don't think he was a writer on the show. I, feel I like know he was a writer. Yeah. And so uh, we see Ned trying to sleep. And he can't because you know his house is just destroyed. Yep. So he walks around the church and he he goes into the uh the the room where they have the services. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, <laughs> uh, and he tries to read from the Bible. Uh, uh that's on the lectern. Yep. But he gives himself a paper cut. Damn those gilded edges! Bitches. Like he he is just he's not he's having, not having a, good, a good time. No, and he's like, why me, Lord? Where have I gone wrong? I've always been nice to people. I don't drink or or dance or swear. I've even kept kosher just to be on the safe side. I don't know if that's true because I think he eats ham. I don't know if I, I guess that, I don't know. Um, I've done everything the Bible says, even the stuff that contradicts the other stuff. What more can I do? I like to point out though, uh, Ned has drank beer before. He has a bar. Exactly. In his basement. And him and Homer go to a football game. Yes. So, uh, and I think he might have sworn in one episode. I think so. I think he says damn. Yeah. And he also says dance. You're telling me he didn't even dance at his wedding? Like, even even the most strict Catholics dance. I wonder if that's kind of a, a, a nod to dirty dancing. Maybe, but... I, just the way this episode has been written so far is just uh, contradicting everything. Well, just like the Bible. <laughs> sure, yep. Uh, so, you know, that's like, I just want to yell out, but I just can't diddly doodly diddly do it. Because, you know, that's how he is. So now it's the next morning, and Marge goes to the church, and she sees the Flanders, and she's like, Ned, 
you gotta go back to your house quick. Something incredible has happened. And Ned's like, what? Did the rubble burn down? <laughs> Jeez. Well, I don't, I don't, man, look, there's been days where it's like nothing's going right. And somebody's like, oh, something great has happened. And you're like, what this freaking happened? Like, something bad. Like, you know, you, everybody's been there. But Marge's like, no. And she like grabs Ned and pulls him along and they, they go back to the Flanders house and the town has rebuilt it. I'd like to point out, uh, for any of you who have never built a house, takes more than like a day. Yeah, it like so. Does anybody remember the show? Um, oh, where they like built a new house, like they remodeled a house. It was on ABC, and they had the bus. Like, here's your house. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was like a three day thing. Even remodeling a house takes more than three days. Like I'm in the middle of remodeling my basement. And it has taken, like, two weeks. Yep. And it's two rooms. Yeah. I mean, one's a pretty decent-sized room. But, like, it takes a lot. And this is a house. Yep. And so... They Mar- only used 25 nails. So yeah. I mean, it couldn't take it that long. And they ran out of paint. Yeah. Uh, and, Marge, and Marge tells Ned that she yeah, made some calls. And soon enough, the entire town was there to help. Which, that's great. It's great everybody wanted to help Ned. Yep. And Homer approaches Ned, and he's like, hope you like it, neighbor. We didn't have the best tools, or all the know-how, but we did have a wheelbarrow full of love. And a cement, and a poop butts in, and a cement mixer full of hope, and some cement. And some cement. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just some. Jeez. Not all of it. Oh, my God. Maybe, maybe some glue, and, yeah. uh, you know, a few yeah. other things. Yeah. Um. So, uh... So Ned is, you know, very appreciative so far. Yeah. And he says he doesn't know how to repay everybody. But if anyone needs a favor, <laughs> just look for the happiest man in Springfield. And the camera pans over to a guy in suspenders saying, not me, folks. He, he was talking about himself. But thanks for looking. <laughs> Some <laughs> random dude. Oh just God, yeah. That's hanging out. Yeah. Um, so Ned walks into his house, but he has to force the door open. That should have been the first clue. Yeah. And so Homer shows, uh, shows Ned the living room. And, hey, it looks just like his living room. I mean, there's no knickknacks or anything on the yeah, wall. Well, or anything. Everything was destroyed. No, no couches or anything. But, hey, yeah. looks pretty good. Yeah. And then they start walking in. <laughs> Ned, Ned's shirt caught gets it. caught on a nail. And Homer's like, one in 25 is not bad. Well, so here's the thing. If you're using that, you really only use nails when you are framing walls. Yeah. When you, cause like, I'm assuming Ned's house, well, I guess there were bricks, but especially with bricks, you wouldn't use nails. But like, again, I'm working on my basement with drywall, you use screws and you use like, it's called mud, which is kind of like cement, but it's not really as hard as cement. Um, but like, yeah, you don't really use nails outside of framing walls. Sure. Yep. So maybe they only use 25. Uh, for an entire house, you definitely need more than 20. I'm pretty sure we used like 50 to frame one single wall that was 10 feet by seven feet. Fair enough. Um, 
And so uh, next they go into the kitchen. Okay. And Homer's like, your beautiful kitchen, Ed, just as you remember it. It looks fairly nice. It yeah. looks, looks really good. And uh, Ned, is, Ned walks up to, uh, there's a toilet next to the refrigerator. And he's like, uh, was that, uh, is that toilet always next to the refrigerator? And Wiggum's like, <laughs> Ned, you ever tried uh, logging a toilet up a flight of stairs? No, but I've logged a toilet down a flight of stairs. Yeah, that's easy. The gravity takes the toilet <laughs> down with you. Actually, toilets aren't that heavy. Uh, yeah, they're like ceramics, twenty. Ceramics not that. They're like twenty five pounds, maybe. Yeah, it's not crazy. Yeah. Uh, just Wiggum's just lazy, lazy and fat and fat and can't lift anything. Yeah. Um. So then Bart shows Ron and Todd their room, and Bart's like, "Lisa and I built your room." And Ron looks at the crusty poster on those, like, "But I don't like this clown." And he pulls down the posters, <laughs> like Bart's like, "Uh, I would take it down if I were you. That's a load bearing poster." <laughs> no. Usually there's low-bearing walls, not posters. But I like how the wall starts to crack. crack. Yeah. Um, I don't... Yeah. So, basically, they use the poster to keep the drywall yeah, from cracking, yeah. It's I weird. Mean, it's weird. I love how they put, like, all their efforts in the living room and kitchen. Yeah. And, like, now as we get through the rest of the house, it's like, they ran out of supplies. They ran out of... This room is full of electricity. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Ned walks through a hall, and you see, like, Apu's hair and yeah. Ned's hair all, like, Static. staticky. And all of a sudden, you see, like, this, like, ring of, like, a buzzing electricity <laughs> around the room. And he's like, that room's just electricity. And Apu suggests, Ned, wear a hat. Yeah, I'm... So the, all the electricity is in there. All uh... of it. You're telling me in the town of Springfield they couldn't find one electrician? Yeah, no, it's kind of weird, right? And and somebody who's like a construction worker? I mean, they were building that children's hospital a few episodes, like a season yeah. ago. Where did they get those guys? Where's yeah. they? Yeah. I don't know. Kind of weird. So yeah. Ned continues to walk down the hall and notices the floor is getting gritty. And Mo's like, yeah, we ran out of floorboards, uh, so we just painted the dirt. Pretty clever. Uh, sure mo sure see they're running out of they put all their efforts into a couple rooms and yeah. now they're starting to run out of it yeah. now okay are they not on the second floor at this point they have to be so we're what's okay they ran out of floorboards so, so would the dirt just fall floor no, no no so here here's the thing with flooring is that you have support beams yeah in the middle of your house and then you have subfloors Okay. And then, so the subfloor is usually, because I actually have a piece of my garage right now, that's like, I don't know, four feet by four feet. It's not that big, but, like, you need a few pieces, but you put that down, that you can either screw or, I believe, nail into the into the, into the support beams. So, like, what you're telling me is, instead of floorboards, they went outside and grabbed some dirt and laid some dirt down to be level with the other floorboards? Correct. All right. <laughs> I believe it. Well, okay. Well, to me, it feels like they did the subflooring, then put like, you know, like the hardwood up. Started doing the hardwood, but they ran out because there's hardwood in their upstairs well, hallways. I guess a lot of people do. Yeah. Nowadays. Well, well, a well that, I mean, you can do that, and then a lot of people will lay carpet over it. Sure. Like my my entire upstairs outside of the bedrooms and the Four Seasons room is all hardwood. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so, uh, 
Ned, uh, the hallway, in the, it gets super narrow. Yeah. Kind of like Willy Wonka's, like, yeah, chocolate this, factory. Yeah, this is a little bit of a reference to uh, Willy Wonka. Yeah. Yeah, so the door, like, it gets super narrow. He's like, something's wrong with this hallway. And he le- leans down, grabs the doorknob, opens it up, and uh, Barney's in there. So, so two things. So we just pointed out Willy Wonka. So the small door in the rebuilt Flanders house is a reference to the small door in the Willy Wonka, in the Wonka factory. Yep. This is also clarified on the DVD commentary. So, you know, DVD. Yeah. A sign also said, oh, that's, that's uh, towards uh, the end. But also going back to the Bolorama when Homer sees it spinning in the air. That is a reference to Dorothy's house in The Wizard of Oz. Once again, a tornado, not a hurricane. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what were they thinking? Uh, they weren't. They they really goddamn weren't. Yep. And so I love Barney in the room. This is your master bedroom. And it closes the door and Barney's nose. Oh. <laughs> so, okay. One, obviously it's a full-size master bedroom. I'm mean, clearly Barney's in it. Yeah. It's a full size master bedroom. Did they build that hallway locking Barney yeah. in the master well, bedroom? Well, they built around Barney. They built, yeah, they built it around Barney. <laughs> yeah. That that master bedroom is like, I don't know, I'm assuming Barney is like 5'6 to 5'8. So, like, maybe a six foot ceiling and maybe like. Two feet by two feet. But I love how when he when he opens the door, it's his eyes. Yeah. So like they built the hallway like up and yeah. There, I don't I don't understand what they were doing. It's a Willy Wonka house. It is a Willy Wonka. House. I love the Willy Wonka house. Yeah. Um. And so Ned says, "All right, I've seen enough." And Homer asks, "What do you think of the house that Love built?" Then Homer like taps on the house, and the door falls in. The the lower level like kind of oh. collapses and you see like the stun <laughs> or the beams or whatever. Yeah. And then, how did Barney get out after it collapsed? He's dead. He's de- no, he's not dead. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Maybe the way that it collapsed because because everything else was smaller than him. Yeah, like he's he uh, was able to get out of there. Yeah. Um, and so Ned walks away and he tries to remain calm. He uh, tries to clean his glasses, but one of the lenses pops out because nothing, yeah, nothing's, no. nothing's going right. Nope. Even his glasses are breaking on him. He's like, nope. "Calm down, Italy, 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 Italy. They did their best, shoddily, Italy, Italy. Gotta be nice, honestly, Italy, Italy, Italy. Hostility. Oh, oh, hostility, Italy, Italy, Italy. Oh, hell, diddly ding dong, crap." Can't you morons do anything right? (gasps) Crowd gasps. They're like, who is this man? Yeah. And Marge's like, Ned, we met well, and everyone here tried their best. And Ned's like, well, my family can't live in good intentions, Marge. Oh, your family is out of control. But we can't blame you because you have good intentions. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, Bart's like, hey, man, or hey, back off, man. And that's like, oh, okay, dude, I wouldn't want you to have a cow, man. And here's a catchphrase for you better learn for when you're adult years. Hey, buddy, got a quarter? <gasps> and Bart's like, I am shocked. 
and appalled. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Bar parts. Uh, yeah. And Lisa's like, Mr. Flanders, with all due respect, Bart didn't do anything. Bart was probably just at the house. He didn't even help build the house. Yeah. He just showed up. Yeah. And, uh, and it's like, do I hear the sound of butting in? It's gotta be little Lisa Simpson. Springfield's answers to a question no one asked. And Wiggum laughs. He's like, <laughs> it's like, what do we have here? The long flabby arm of the law? The last case you got to a bottom got to the bottom one was a case of Malamars. Because he's like, oh Malamars. Oh, that's going in the act. <laughs> and that's like, oh yeah, the clown. The only one of you buffoons who doesn't make me laugh. And he points at Lenny. And as for you, I don't know you, but I'm sure you're a jerk. <laughs> well, he does like interrupting people. So, yes, yes, so, so he is a jerk. And Lenny's like, hey, I've only been here for a few minutes. What's going on? So fair enough on Lenny's part. <laughs> so Lenny didn't even help build the house either. Yeah. And then Ned confronts Mo, you ugly, hate-filled man. And it's like, hey, hey. I may be ugly and hate-filled, but I, um, what's the third thing you said? <laughs> hey, at least Mo agrees with them. Yeah. And uh, Ned walks up to Homer. Ned, Ned kind of calmly is like, Homer, you are the worst human being I've ever met. Homer's like, hey, I got off pretty easy. Oh, boy. <laughs> Ooh, boy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Ned's, uh, gone off the rails. Yeah. You've ever gone off the rails on a whole crowd of people? No? Not on a whole crowd. I, I know I've gone off on people here. Actually, so, uh, I, I, I used to have two roommates when, uh, like six months after I moved in my house to kind of, you know, help pay for the mortgage and to have a little extra spending money. And one of the roommates flooded my basement, which is the oh, reason yeah, I'm re- yep. re- and I don't know how I didn't lose my shit. I really don't. Like, I, 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 I didn't. Even, I didn't speak to him for the last two months. He lived in that house. I wrote up the eviction notice. I taped it to his door. I think I saw him once or twice. I told my other roommate to make sure to get the house key from him. Like, I had no interaction. I'm like, I was. So, I'm surprised I didn't go like Ned and just go off on this guy. You were, you were like uh, before Crazy Ned. Yeah. Like, count it down. You're like, oh, Oakley, Oakley. Oh, but then I unloaded on all my friends about how pissed I was. <laughs> so, great. We had to take the brunt of your anger. Yell at your roommate next time, damn it. <laughs> oh, there won't be next time because he no longer lives there. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so, uh, Ned, Ned gets in his car and drives off. And Maude asks where he's going. But clearly he's in his car. He's yeah. gone. Yeah, he's gone. He's, he not, gone. he's not answering. No. And so, uh, Ned drives... To uh, and through the gate of Commonwood Mental Hospital. Yep, yes yeah. he does. So uh, Ned goes up and talks to the front desk. He's like, I just attacked all my friends and neighbors just for trying to help me. I like to commit myself. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> hey, at least he has the wherewithal to know when he's in trouble. So here's Most the, people don't have this. A lot of people don't, but I do. I, I have a few friends who unfortunately... I've had uh, depressive episodes where, you know. But they had the wherewithal. To, to, they had the wherewithal to go to the uh, 
emergency psychiatric facility. Sure. I forget the actual name of what it's actually called. To be go, hey, I'm having a huge depressive moment. I need help. Yeah. And it's honestly the first time I've ever had to visit one of my friends in one of those places. I was like one of three people he wanted to talk to. It was the most incredibly awkward moment of my life because what do you say to a person who has committed themselves to this place because of the way they're feeling inside? Like, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I didn't want to be in that room. Yep. Like, I mean, I went in that room to be supportive of my friend, but like on the inside, I'm like, I, I think, honestly, I think the first thing I said was, so how about the weather? I'm not even kidding. I didn't know what to say. Yeah. So the, the nurse was like, very well. Shall I show you to your room? Or would you prefer to get dragged off kicking and screaming? It's like, ooh, kicking and screaming, please. <laughs> I mean, you know, honestly, if I was in yeah. that, I'm sure that would be the best best yeah. way to go. Yeah. Um, and so uh, the nurse stops. No, no, so, no. Matt, Matt is dragged off yes, screaming, yes. but not kicking. He doesn't kick. Oh, you just, they drag him. Okay. So now we see a nurse, nurse uh, stop at Ned's room, uh, give him a medication, she had like a medication card, yeah. and she asks if uh, if it's Ned Flanders, and Ned is, she opens the, kind of the window thing, yeah. she's like, and it's Ned Flanders reading a magazine with his feet. Because he's in the straight jacket. Yeah. So here's the thing. So uh, some of the cultural references for this episode, this is uh, from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, so there are a few scenes at Calmwood taken from the 1975 movie. The nurse who first recognizes Ned and his connection to uh, a certain doctor, who we'll get to in a second, resembles the character of Nurse Ratchet. Oh, cool. Um, and so the nurse realizes it's Ned, and she needs to call Dr. Foster. Yeah. Um, and so the doctor, you know, answers and asks, uh, are you sure it's Ned? And I mean, clearly she's like, yeah, dude, it's totally Ned Flanders. <laughs> and he says, I'll be right over. And may God have mercy on us all. And uh, Dr. Foster tells his wife, ah, I got to go in. And she asks, and he asks, where are my shoes? She's like, they're in the den. And he responds with saying, may God have mercy on us all. And so this is actually from the movie Halloween, the original one. So um, that is a reference to Dr. Loomis's reaction to Michael Myers' escape in the first Halloween film. And this is also clarified in the DVD commentary. Cool. Yeah. That's a great poll. I like that. I really like that. And so Dr. Foster goes to see Ned and asks how he's doing. And Ned's like, "Eh, it's a little chilly. (laughs) And he asks for another straight jacket. So the doctor gives him one. Not really wraps him in. He just kind of puts it over his shoulder. And he's like, hey, just cool. Yeah. And so uh, Ned turns around and recognizes Dr. Foster because he was his uh, doctor when he was a little kid. Yeah. And the doctor says, at least Ned's memory isn't crazy. Uh, isn't it, though? <laughs> Ned's memory, just his yeah. mental state. And yeah. he actually seems pretty calm. Yeah. Well, they're probably giving him like a sedative or something. Yeah, to keep him up. Yeah. Yeah. So Dr. Foster reminds Ned that they spent uh, some time together 30 years ago. And so Ned would have to, I'm assuming Ned's like, 38-ish. So here's the problem with this line. We learn when Homer and Ned go to Vegas and accidentally get married, Ned reveals he is 60 years old. Oh. So so he says 30. If he is actually 60 in this episode, um... He would have been 30. 30. Not th- okay. But he was like 8 in the flashback, so it's more like 52 years ago. 
Or it's possible the writers forgot about this scene and then what they the reviewed, which is a very good possibility. Yep. And so uh, Ned was like, oh, I was a good little boy back then. Which, you know, look, I bet you half the people you ask, oh, what did you think of yourself as a kid? Some people, oh, I was a good child. Yeah. I mean, I, we were decent kids. We didn't really do destructive We didn't get, in, we didn't get into trouble. Not until we were teens. Well, at least you. Um, and uh, Dr. Doctor Foster's like, were you? And he pulls out a projector. And he starts playing a little clip um, from the Juvenile Aggression Study. Sponsored by Swanson's Angry Man Dinners, which is a reference to the Hungry Man Dinner. Yeah, that's great. I love that. The Angry Man Dinners, which makes sense because, you know, Ned was an angry child. And so you see a video of Ned young, uh, young Ned coming in a room to terrorize the other kids. He's like, I'm Dick Tracy. And he's like, he's like and, and like, I'm going to get you, prune face. No, I'm uh, prune uh, prune Tracy. Tracy. And he roughs up a little girl. Uh, and you're Dick uh, Dick Tracy, and he moves on. He's like, "I'm Prune Tracy," and then he was gonna call another kid Dick Face because that's the natural, um, that's the natural progression of how that really goes. Yep. Um, so it's uh, Prune Tracy or Mark, and this is obviously a reference to Dick Tracy and Prune Face. Uh, Prune Face, uh, the comic, st- it's the comic strip. Yes. Uh, well, they made a movie. I know. So I love the movie. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. Um, so yeah, it's an allusion to the uh, to an off-color joke of calling somebody a dick face. But obviously, you know, Dr. Foster's like, okay, I see where this is going. Um, and so the, the video ends, and it's like, I can't believe I was such a dare. I mean, you know, he he repressed all those memories because of the, the juvenile aggression study. Yep. Well, not that, per se. And so Dr. Fo- Dr. Foster says... Um, neither could his parents believe that he was such a terror. And that is why they brought him, brought Ned to Foster. Yep. And so now we get a flashback and a young Dr. Foster meets with Ned's parents. And he's like, he says he hasn't found a cause for Ned's aggression. And then we see like uh younger Ned, you know, just storing a picture in the background and he pulls books off of a bookshelf. And Dr. Foster is like, he tries to stop Ned. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Some of those books haven't been discredited yet. <laughs> oh my god that is i love that line that's fantastic um and so foster asks uh ned's parents to tell ned to stop but ned's dad says they don't believe in discipline and that's like telling gene Krupper not to play the drums like and like uh mr flanders is like banging on the desk as he does that and so Dr. Foster uh, says, you know, it's a lack of discipline. Yep. And he's like, he's beginning to see, you know, what the problem is. He's like, and he's like, well, have you tried disciplining? And Ned's father is like, we don't believe in rules. Like, we gave them up when we started living like freaky beatniks, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Even I think even freaky beatniks set ground rules for kids. Uh, maybe. maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. And so... Foster tells the Flanders that uh, uh, that they don't believe in rules, but they want to control Ned's anger. And Ned's mom uh, is like, yeah, you need to help us. We've tried nothing. We're all out of ideas. <laughs> I use that so many times. Like, I'm out of work. They're like, it's like, see, see, we got to do something. Well, I've tried nothing, man, and I'm all out of ideas. And then they look at you with a crazy face. Exactly. Yeah. Well, actually, 
two of my coworkers actually get my Simpsons oh, episodes. Good. The other one's like, is that from the Simpsons? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you have to ask, the answer is yes. yes. <laughs> uh, so Foster, Dr. Foster tells Ned's parents that there's an experimental program that might help. Yeah. Okay, you know. Um, and it, it was the University of Minnesota's <laughs> Spankological Program. Um, do you remember this program when you went to university? Did they have this when you were there? I don't think it was in there. I mean, no. I looked through a lot of the the, the <laughs> pamphlets. class pamphlets and class books. and So you didn't get to spank a little child for eight months to correct their behavior? No, I, I wasn't in the uh, psychology, psychology department. department. Now, a lot of people thought I could have been a psychologist because I know how to talk to people. Yeah. And... You know, it's, it's really interesting that you say that because, like, I took a psychology course in high school because they had, like, an intro to psych class. Sure. You could take, I took it. I really enjoyed the subject. And I thought to myself, well, maybe I can be a psychologist or a psychiatrist. And then I took like an intro to psych class in college and got a C. And I'm like, okay, maybe I shouldn't be a psychologist. Well, the problem was I'm not a great test taker because I don't have the greatest memory, even if I study. Well, it's as... funny. I always thought psychology, and like you've seen, I've seen all the TV shows yeah. and a lot of other stuff, but I always thought psychologists realistically yes they don't have to have to prescribe stuff yeah. and th- there's the medical side to yes. psychology there is well no no no. There, the difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist is that a psychologist can't prescribe drugs sure okay so they're more of the talking side. yes okay so realistically yeah you can go to school and be able to diagnose and do yeah. all that stuff regardless you still have to be a good talker Correct. You still have to be able to engage in conversation and ask, engage, questions. And ask questions and stuff like that so let's take the medical side and the yeah. and that out of the picture. Yeah. A lot of people like came to me for problems and stuff because oh, yeah. I knew how to talk through things. I yeah. knew how to decipher and figure things out. I've had a lot of friends like, you should have been a psychologist. <laughs> you you really are good at you, talking to people. You, you, and, you know, the crazy thing is that I I would have a lot of friends come to me with like relationship questions. I've been single for like, I don't know, the last girlfriend I had was like 2014, almost 10 years now. I've I've, ha- I've never been like in a serious relationship, but I've had friends talk to me about relationships and they've all said I've given good advice, yeah. but like, I don't follow my own advice. <laughs> like, that's, like why, that's why psychologists need their own psychologists. It's like, they're like, Rob, I really like this girl. What should I do? I'm like, do this. And I was like, oh, I really like this girl. What should I do? And not listen to what I tell other people. But I guess, you know, some advice works for some people and not others, too. I mean, especially yep. when it comes to mental health, you kind of have to tailor it to the person. Yep. Um, and so uh, so now we see Ned getting spanked around the clock for eight months, like his birthday, Christmas, summer vacation. Now, now Dr. Foster, like, spanks him and then hits a beach ball and then spanks him again. Now, was Dr. Foster spanking the parade straight months, or did they, uh... Like I think it's just a montage okay. of spanking. Yeah, but they but made what, it seem... But, but what is it? Always Dr. Foster. Did they have, like, a nurse or something come Oh, in? that I don't know. Maybe... <laughs> maybe it was only Dr. Foster because they had that relationship. Maybe. And said, uh... So, the therapy ends, and Dr. Foster asks, uh, young Ned how he feels. And young Nod is like, I feel diddly fine. And then Foster's like, well, do you feel angry? And then he's like, no diddly I don't or what, you know, he does in the Ned way. And like, I think Dr. Foster asked like how Ned felt about him. He's like, like, 
you know, I don't hate you. Like, whatever he said, he basically said, I don't hate you. Yep. And so, you know, the flashback ends, and Foster is like, the only problem with the treatment was that it worked <laughs> too well. Yeah. He became unable to express any anger at all. From that point on, anytime you felt angry, you could only respond with a string of nonsensical <laughs> jabbering. Now, okay. Pause. Yes. Ned's entire family, when they had the barbecue... Yes. Talks, talks like, not nonsensically. Not like, in that episode, we were to assume that it's just flanderisms. Yeah. Like, that's just how the flanderisms... Maybe, maybe kind of what happened is because of Ned's treatment, all the other Flanders kind of heard him talk like that and then picked up on it and, like, made it part of how they speak. And then that's how, like, the whole Flanders clan became like that. They all had anger issues. Yes. (laughs) Are anger issues hereditary? And and now the thing is, like, you should always feel whatever emotions you're feeling and not push them down. Yes. Otherwise, bad things will happen. Um, Whether that's lashing out at people you love or, you know, more serious psychological issues. Uh, But Ned's like, well, I'll be darn diddly earned. (laughs) Foster's like, yeah, that's the stuff. You suppressed your rage for so long, it finally erupted as a massive public explosion. (laughs) And that kind of quietly, he's like, it sure did niddly in. Buster's like, all right, all right, just watch it there. I'm here to help, you know. (laughs) He still can help if he's doing the weird gibberish. Yeah. And so uh, Foster says he wants to try something and ask Ned if there's a particular person that makes him especially angry. And then we cut to the Simpsons house. Yellow. And the phone rings. And Homer's like, yellow? Mental hospital? I don't know any Ned Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, my God. It's been too long. Ned, Ned hasn't been next door for the like, last like day or two. Yeah, 24 so, hours. So he completely forgot who lived next door. And Marge reminds Homer, like, Ned, the man that lived next door until his house blew down? Oh, yeah, him. <laughs> and so all the Simpsons go to Calmwood Mental Hospital. I don't know why they all had to go. They all, all the doctor needed was Homer. Yeah. That's all they needed. And I like how they all put stickers on everyone that says same. Yes. And my assumption is because that's where Homer went during his mental breakdown. Probably. Right? I think yeah. The same mental hospital. Yeah, I think it's called. Where, well, with, where he met Michael Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he got a certificate that said he was sane. Yeah. So he's, yeah. he's sane. Yeah. He, but he is deserve, he sane? He deserves that sticker. Is he sane? Yes, he's sane. He tried to nail his door to the house. <laughs> Fair enough. But he gets sane. Everyone gets sane stickers. They're yeah. all sane. Yes. And so Dr. Foster greets Homer and asks uh, Homer to follow him. And then he tells the rest of the Simpsons they're free to roam the grounds. He says, one of our patients is a cannibal. Try to guess which one. You might be pleasantly surprised. (laughs) Shouldn't the cannibal be locked up? Yes, yes, he should. Well, you can still, like, look for him, even if he's locked in his cell. I don't think they're allowed to just... Also, I don't think a cannibal would be in a mental institution. What are you talking about? Hannibal was in a mental institution. The movie Hannibal. He wasn't yeah. in prison. He was in the mental hospital. No, but he was in, like, the basement of the mental hospital. <laughs> Doesn't matter where he was. He was still there. Fair. 
Um, and so we also see a couple of familiar faces yeah. in uh, Kalmuet Hospital. Yeah, we see uh, Mrs. Botts from Some Enchanted Evening. So they actually caught her. Yeah. She got away. But, but she, why is she in a mental hospital? Uh, she, ter- I don't know. Maybe she, uh, she, uh, what's that? Pleaded insanity. Oh. At her, at her uh, court hearing. Yeah. Um, and then we see another familiar face. Um, we see, uh, what's his face? Um, John Lovitz. No, not, not John, John Lovitz. Um, uh, uh, John Swartzwelder. No, we also, what are you talking about? We see John. No, the second guy is John Swartzwelder. Oh, a guy that looks like him. A no, no, it, it is him. No, 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 no. It's an animated no. likeness that can be seen in a padded cell. It's not actually him. Swartzwelder himself is seen in one of the mental institution cells. Quickly closes the door as he sees the Simpson family. It's like this. It's not really him. It is really him. It's not really him. Um, And then we see... um, The Critic. Yep. Jay Sherman from The Critic, who who has previously appeared in A Star is Burns, can be seen in the mental hospital repeatedly saying his catchphrase, It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Yes, Mr. Sherman. Everything stinks. So here, so a couple things about this. The critic had recently been canceled, and this was the writer's explanation as to why. The critic, creators Al Jean and Mike Rice, Reese, Rice, Reese, were the showrunners when Oakley and Weinstein were hired to the Simpsons staff, and kind of piling on top of that, the Simpsons writers joked that this is what really happened to the character after the series was canceled. Yep. He ended up in a mental institution. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So Foster explains to Homer that he wants Ned to release his anger in healthy doses. And they need someone so irritating that Ned simply won't be able to suppress his rage. And we see Homer blowing a bubble as he's talking. And then the bubble goes by. He's like, can you be that annoying? Pop. <laughs> just covers his whole face. <laughs> like, okay, yes, you can be. <laughs> just get in there. Just get in there. And the doctor goes into the observation room and opens up the window. I do like the fact that. that he's, like, wiping off the yeah. gum off his face. you can do that. Do you know that? You just wipe gum off without it sticking in anything. Yeah, right. Well, well he didn't have any facial hair. Yeah, he's probably fine. He yeah. can get it off pretty easily. Yeah. If it were me, I'd be like, oh, oh you Lisa sure. Simpson in the, yeah. you know, the 22 shorts of Springfield. I'd yeah. be like, all right, how am I getting this fucking shit out of my beard? Yeah. Um, and so Homer is, he's reading off of cards. Yeah. Because Homer you know, just can't annoy him on his own. Uh, well, he, has, he has to read cards. Yeah. It's like, Ned Flanders, I mock your value system. You also appear foolish in the eyes of others. And he's like, hi, Homer. And the uh, partition closes uh, between. He's like, all right, goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, he's like, okay, go to level two. Yeah. And so the thing goes down. Homer reads the second card. Past instances in which I profess to like you were fraudulent. And Ned begins to laugh because, like, well, I'll have to try harder next time. <laughs> and then the, the advisor is like, all right, bye. All right. And time to crank it up. All right. Level three irritation. Yeah. And so Homer uh, goes to read off the card. And he's like, I engaged in, in uh, intercourse with your spouse or significant <laughs> other. Now that's psychiatry. Huh? Huh? <laughs> and Ned is like, oh, very funny, wise guy. And was like, oh, that's it. You just can't insult this guy. You call him a moron, and he just sits there grinning moronally. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. Yep. And Homer tells Dad, he's like, you know what your problem is? You're afraid to be human. Yeah. Which yeah. clearly is. And Ned asks Homer, why would he be afraid of that? It's like, 
It's because homers are obnoxious sometimes. Humans hate things. Yeah. And so Dr. Foster is like looking through his notes. And he's like, I can't find what Homer is saying. And he looks at his assistant. Did you write that? And the assistant's like, well, did you like what he's saying? He's like, yes, I did write that. Yeah, he's like, yeah. He's trying to take all the credit. Yeah. And so Homer tells Ned there must be something he hates. It's like mosquito bites. And that's like, oh, I love the, the feeling of scratching them. Yep. Mm. Nope. Fluorescent lights? That's like, oh, they hum like angels. Never lonely if you have fluorescent lights. And then Homer's like, see, you like everything. And Ned's like, no, I don't. I don't like the service at the post office. It's always rush, rush, get you in and get in out. The, the, the machine in the lobby, that's no help. He's like, you could say, I even hate the post office. That and my parents. And everybody's like, what? Whoa, oh, there we go. Through. And and then Ned finished off calling his uh, parents lousy beatniks. Now well, they were. Now the post office has always been slow for me. It's been very similar to DMV experiences. I've never really had any issues at the post office. But the thing is, he talks about like a, a machine in the lobby. Is he yeah, like the little thing where if you don't want to go to the, yeah, thing, you, you could buy your own stamps and oh, stuff, like yeah. do your own packaging right there yeah. in the lobby. I don't know. I find that very helpful not talking. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, maybe the post office in Springfield sucks like everything else. Sure. Um, and so that's like, oh, that felt good. Well, releasing anger feels good <laughs> yes. in a healthy dose and in a healthy way. And so Dr. Foster, like, looks at his assistant and he's like, did you hear that? He hates his parents. And uh, he asks his assistant, he's like, well, do you know what that means? And the assistant's like, well, what do you think it means? And Dr. Foster's like, it means Ned is cured. And he's just like, yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> no. But he didn't even say that. I feel like he's being that typical psychiatrist. You know, he's yeah. like, well, what do you, do you think, think about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's definitely what that is. And so now we see Homer, Ned, and Dr. Foster walk out of the hospital. And the town is outside cheering for Ned. It's kind of weird. Um, they and call the town. Hey, Ned's better. Come down here. Yeah. So we see some signs in the crowd. We heart Flanders. Flandy is dandy. And the last one, which is super quick, free John Swartzwelder. <laughs> so that's why it's John Swartzwelder in the mental hospital. All right, fine. And so uh, Ned thanks the crowd. And he's like, he's, he tells the crowd, I'm not going to stir up my anger anymore until I explode. It's like, if you do something I don't like, you're gonna hear about it. The crowd's like, "Yay!" All right, I, we got to keep an eye out for Nettie now. <laughs> yeah, for the, this episode on, man, we got to watch yeah. Nettie. We got to see how he how he diddly does. Uh, and so Doctor Foster tells Ned, "You know, that's very healthy, and it is." Yeah. And then, but but the problem <laughs> is, Ned continues, and he is like, "And if you really tick me off, I'm gonna run you over with my car." And the crowd's like, "Yay!" And then, like. Ned turns back to Dr. Foster trying to get some approval, and the, the doctor's like with his hands, like, okay, slow down. Keep her easy, Ned. Yeah. And so, to end the episode, Homer to Flanders, upon release from Calmwood, he goes, Ned, you so crazy. <laughs> oh my god. This, I, you know, you know, for all the, it should have been a tornado. Part <laughs> it should have been this, a tornado. I absolutely love this episode. I'm actually yeah. going to go five. Everything's coming up, Millhouse. I Love Homer at the beginning of the episode, sitting in the in the hammock, you know, sucking down, trying to suck down his lemonade. Yeah. You know, the hurricane stuff starts. We get the the quickie marts that goes into the quickie mart stuff. 
I mean, it, it flows really well. Obviously, all A story. There's, yeah. I mean, it's just funny. I love the Flanders explosion. Yeah, probably my favorite part of this episode is the yeah. Flanders explosion, where he talks to all the Simpson kids. You, I don't even know you, but you're a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I was Scott here. I know, um, but I love the fact that Lenny is kind of a jerk. Yeah. Like, I, I love the fact that I don't, I don't know if that's what the writers were thinking. Yeah, but uh, I, I do like that that was put in there. And then, and then, lastly, Homer at the at the mental hospital. You know, can you be annoying? And he blows the <laughs> that's gu- the gum in the doctor uh, Foster's face. Yeah, absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. The I'm with stupid shirt. That oh, and the butthole surfer. The butthole, those the both those shirts. Great, fantastic. Absolutely love them. So I'm definitely I'm definitely in the, on board with five. Everything's coming up, Millhouse. I great I episode. So I'm honestly torn between a four and a five because on the one hand, fantastic episode. We get some great backstory on Ned. Yep. We find out kind of like how he is, why he talks the way he talks. It all flows super well. You see the town trying to rally around Ned, build his house, but they suck. Yep. Which causes Ned to explode. And I love that whole sequence. It's one of the best, most well-written sequences in a Simpsons episode. I love the beginning too, where like, you know, the town is trying to get under control with the hurricane coming and like grandpa and the, the, Old, old folks always like, I was born here, I'm going to die here. <laughs> well, can I change your mind? Sure, let's go. Because like, it's, 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 it's what he is. But my, my, my biggest my biggest hold up of really bringing it to a five after going through this episode is the fact that they chose a hurricane and not a tornado. Yeah. It's just like, I'm at that 4.5 when I, if I had a 4.5.5 like, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to say five, everything's coming at Millhouse. Yes, the whole hur- the hurricane thing does bug me, especially working in local news and seeing how weather goddamn works. But like, had they had they made a tornado, it would be a it would be a solid five. This is a soft five. Uh, but yeah, everything Steve said, like Homer being annoying, and I think they really did like a good job. Even for a '96, you know, a 1996 episode, I think they did a fairly good job portraying mental health. Yeah, I think they really, really did a good job. Obviously, a, a thing with spanking, we we know now that spanking isn't necessarily the best tool when it comes to punishment. Punishment to a child because that that is violence and that is hitting your child. We, I mean, I think you might have been spanked a couple yeah. times. I think mom maybe hit my butt with a wooden spoon once. But, like, we were really never hit as kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, and so, and I know there are a ton of people out there, like, oh, we need to bring spanking back. Like, they said, go out there and cut me a switch. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, but there are a lot of, but there are tons of people who still spank their kids or, like, there are people like, oh, we need to bring back spanking. Like, that's, that's violence. That's negative reinforcement. That's not a good way to tell a, tell a child they've done bad. You need to explain the thing they did bad and why it's bad. Yeah. So that they understand. Cause if you just hit a kid, they're not going to understand what they did wrong. Yeah. With, no, with Elliot, man, I've tried nothing and I'm all out of ideas. <laughs> uh, don't spank your kids. <laughs> uh, but I, I really, I really think they did a good job of exploring Ned's mental health. And so I think that's, what's going to bring me to a five. All Cause right. I mean, that hurricane guys, come on. Do better. Okay. Yes. So uh, <laughs> let's finish it off with our character profile. And this week we have Dr. Foster. Uh, his claim to fame, single-handedly 
remedied the troubled young Ned Flanders. Single-handedly. His, be- his behavior problems. Yeah. Single-handedly. It was only yeah. him. Yeah, with his with his hand. With his hand. Literally, single-handedly. I know. He only spanked Ned with one wait, hand. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so they sent Ned from Springfield to Minnesota. Yes. All right. So how long of a, or were they already living in Minnesota? Springfield was in Minnesota for a brief period. Is yes, that maybe. Okay. All right. Uh, Secret shames. His remedies work so well, they come back to haunt him. <laughs> and he leaves the shoes in, his, in the day. But did, did he really come back to haunt him? Kind of. He didn't see Ned in 30 years. Well, that's a good thing. I know, but it came back to haunt him. Kind of. Uh, I don't know why a secret shame would be leaving your shoes in the den, though. May God have mercy on us all. <laughs> which that which is his favorite expression? Uh, he he watched way too much Halloween. Yeah, uh, professional aids, uh, books that have yet to be discredited. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I love that. All right, guys, been fun. So let's uh, tell you where you can come find our more fun. Head over to Facebook, The Simpsons Today Podcast. Over to Instagram uh, at The Simpsons Today Pod. Um, if you love our podcast, check us out on your favorite podcasting platform. You can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, um, Podbean. I mean, there's a ton of them. Apple. If you listen on Apple, make sure to rate and review us because we love the feedback. Um, if you don't listen on your uh, podcasting platforms and you love YouTube like uh, your own mother, head over to YouTube at the Simpsons in a podcast. Make sure to follow, like, subscribe, comment, do all that stuff. And uh, we'll uh, give you our feedback on there as well. I comment. I like uh, talking to you guys. I like, uh, uh, we have a lot of fans out there that like uh, talking to me and, you know, we converse online. It's fun. Um, and if you like to give us some feedback uh, other ways, uh, you can email us, uh, the, the Simpsons did a pod at gmail.com. You can give us a phone call, 612-584-0986. We have an awesome voicemail message on there. So I don't answer the phone. The voicemail answers the phone. You leave a voicemail, um, and we can talk about uh, what your voicemail said during a podcast episode. So if you guys like to hear your feedback on the podcast, make sure to give that phone call a, a ring. So until next time, I'm Steven Skolansky. And I'm Robert Skolansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. Shh.